welcome to this talk from Emmaus Road, a church with congregations in Guildford and Woking in the UK. To find out more about who we are and what we're up to, please visit us online at EmmausRoad.com. Jill's going to be speaking this morning. Isn't that super exciting? Will you join me in welcoming Jill? Do you mind if I pray for you? Lord, we thank you for Jill. We thank you that she is a vessel of your Holy Spirit. We thank you that she speaks your love, your truth, and your kindness in such a powerful and profound way. So speak to us, this Lord, this morning through her. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Mike. I, uh, I'm just going to take a, a moment while I have the mic. There's something we couldn't get in the Emmaus Road news that I wanted to bring to your attention As you know, Surrey University is in our town, and we love the university and the students there. And we really want to just prepare the ground for when they come back to see the kingdom come through all the student work on the campus. So we're just inviting people, uh, families and collectives and friends to prayer walk the campus. You can do it the last week of August or the first week of July. We have a little prayer guide down on the information booth. We've asked the Christian Union, what are the top five things? What do you need us to pray for? And so, so I just want to draw that to your attention. You can just go anytime you like, just go walk the campus and pray. We're just going to saturate it and then see what God wants to do. So... It's nice to see you. It's nice to be here. I was away. Actually, you can put my first story up. I, uh, uh, I've been on the other side of the pond, back at home. Okay, this next slide. In Canada, working really hard, as you can see, working really, really hard. I actually had some meetings with 24-7. I work half-time for 24-7, half-time for Emmaus, and so they, they had sent me back to North America, and I thought, well, while I'm there, I might as well just take my leave with my family see my daughter. And it was just, it was a little slice of heaven. And the best bit was a wilderness canoe trip. My daughter is 26. That's her in the middle with me. And um, she's actually not that much taller than me. She's just a little bit taller. But, and, <laughs> and every year we, we go to this camp north of Toronto, this big provincial park. It's 70, uh, 7,000 square kilometers. And we just get in a canoe and we push off from shore. It's just fantastic. This year, we didn't do tents. She wanted to try uh, um, hammock camping. That's, those are hammocks there on the side. I got a little nervous when she called them bear tacos instead. Because <laughs> in Algonquin Park, there are things that can eat you. And, and so we slept in the hammocks and on the it's just utterly fantastic. Beautiful, beautiful. The surroundings, the lakes, were all the lakes were like that. Just gorgeous trees and lakes. And we just paddled all day. And we talked about everything. And we talked about nothing. And we just talked about the Lord together as a family. It was so good. We saw beavers. And we saw minks. And we saw enormous beetles. And we saw moose. And we saw more than one moose. I found out that the plural of moose is moose. So we saw moose, not mooses or meese, but, and, and actually the last night of, the last night of the camp, this was sort of the highlight or the low light, depending on how you look at it. We were in our bear tacos hanging from the trees, and, uh, you know, it's the same material that they make tents out of, these hammocks, it's the same material as tent material, but the fact that you're tied to a tree somehow makes you feel a little more vulnerable. I don't know, somehow I'm just sort of stuck there. 
but the middle of the night, we were lying in our, in our hammocks, and all of a sudden, we heard this crunch, crunch, and there was this looming shape. My daughter, I didn't look. I just kind of squinched my eyes shut and hoped I didn't get eaten, and, but there was this looming shape that walked through our um, campsite, and it was a moose. It was a moose um, just walking through the site, and we survived the moose, and... Um, <laughs> But it was just so good. It was just so deeply good to, to get away, to get somewhere beautiful, to rest, to have deep conversation. It was that little slice of heaven. So I'm coming back refreshed and rested at the end of my vacation. And I know for many of you, this is the beginning of yours. So turn to the person beside you and say, I made it. We made it. All the parents are going, we made it. <laughs> we made it through the school year. We made it through the GSEs. Hallelujah. We made it through A-levels. I'm part of all the parents' WhatsApp groups. I know how much stress there is around all that school stuff, right? We, we made it. Phew. And some, at the time, this time of year, some of us, if we're honest, you ever see these... Uh, Maybe you're more spiritual than I am. Sometimes I watch funny animal videos on YouTube. Anybody? Okay, well, there's this video, and, and in the video, there's a hamster wheel, and there's a hamster, and he's running on the wheel, and he's running, and he's running, and he doesn't quite keep up, and all of a sudden, he shoots off the wheel and lies on his back in the shavings. And so some of us, this time of year, as we're heading into leave or summer or summer Sundays feel like the hamster laying on the shavings at the foot of the hamster wheel. Anybody ever felt like that? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Elijah felt like that. He kind of looked like that. Here's Elijah on the shavings. Let's go to the next slide. There's no shavings there, but he's, he's sort of flat out. We're going to just take a, a quick look at the story of Elijah just a little bit to help kind of orient our hearts as we move into summer Sundays and and, and just a bit of a slower pace, we move into the season when the children are out of school. And this is Elijah after the hamster wheel. It was sort of the best of times and the worst of times for him. He'd experienced the good and the bad, and he was feeling all the ugly. There was good. I mean, this, is, this part of his story happens after there's this whole confrontation with the prophets of Baal, and he, and he presses up against um, evil and he and he succeeds he wins God shows up wins the day so it's the best of times but you know that you stress the good kind of stress is still stress right so we know that we cannot be on this this huge high all the time our bodies actually aren't designed to handle it and so he had the good and he had the bad so sometimes when the kingdom of God advances, the under kingdom pushes back a little bit. And so Elijah received a bad report that they didn't like his work and, and somebody was out to kill him. So there was the good and there was the bad. That would be stressful. Did anybody feel stressful if somebody found out somebody wanted to kill you? Would that feel a little bit stressful? Okay, so he's got good stress. He's got bad stress. And he's feeling all the ugly. So in this point in his story, this is... Um, <laughs> this is in one of the kings. I didn't write it down. Okay, one of the kings' books, and uh, um, and he's he's had this triumph. He's had this struggle, and he and he says to God, "You know what? I'm done. 
I'm so done. That's the Jill paraphrase version. <laughs> it's like, I could just die now. I am so done. So how many of us have had times in our life where there's been good stress and bad stress, and we're lying on the shavings <laughs> saying, I am so done. Anybody ever been there besides me? I am so done. I remember one time I was in a particularly low period, and I met with my spiritual director. I have somebody that I, I meet with once a month, and I just talk about my spiritual life and try and pay attention to where God is at work. And I said to her, you know what? I am so done. I'm struggling. I'm sure it's spiritual warfare. I'm, just, I'm sure there's all kinds of demons after me because my head is just full of, of, of chaos and noise. And I wake up in the morning, and my brain is spinning around, and I'm tired. I, I feel like I'm walking through mud must be attack, must be spiritual attack. What do I do? And she, she, she was quiet for a minute, and she said, are you taking your vitamins? <laughs> How many hours of sleep are you getting a night? Are you drinking enough water? Are you drinking soda? <laughs> and so what I thought was a spiritual malady, I took to her diagnostic... <laughs> space and she says actually you just need to rest you just need to rest so in the story in Elijah it says it says in the passage he's afraid he ran for his life he went to Beersheba in Judah he left his servant and he went into the wilderness a day's journey he came to a broom bush set under it prayed that he would die here's the all kind of ugly I've had enough Lord take my life I'm no better than my ancestors but let's, let's have a look and see what happens next. He lay down under the bush. First thing he did, he had a nap. He fell asleep. Does anybody like naps? I saw a wonderful meme on Facebook. I posted it forward, and then I got reposted a whole bunch of times. It says, Jesus took naps. Be like Jesus. Can I get an hallelujah? I'm a big fan of naps. After this talk and after my lunch, I'm going home to have a nap. Anyway, this is what Elijah did. He had a nap. <laughs> and then the angel comes and touches him, and you think, oh, the angel's going to heal him and restore him and take away all his fear. You know what the angel says? Eat. Eat something. You need something to eat. <laughs> so he had a nap, and then he had something to eat, and then he had another nap, and then he went for a walk, a really, really, really long walk, like a 40-day walk in the wilderness. <laughs> but I think what's helpful in this story he thought he was having a spiritual problem, and he was. But the first solution to the spiritual problem was natural. And I think that for those of us, we, uh, I can't remember who said this. We, you know, we think that we are humans having a spiritual experience. But we're actually spiritual beings having a human experience. Right? Our spirits live in all Eternity, but we get this little kind of 70, 80, I'm aiming for 100 years on earth, where we get to have a human experience. And in this human experience, that means we live in bodies, physical bodies, bodies with limitations. And we need to nap. I need to nap. I need to eat healthy. I need to rest. I need to get away from everybody. Everybody's expectations. I need to get away. I need to be alone. I need to rest. 
Secondly, so that's what Elijah did. First, he rested. Everybody say rest. Um, and then secondly, oh, wait, no, I messed it up. Oh, shoot. Okay, sorry. <laughs> First slide was he, he retreated, right? He left. He left the situation. He left his friends. He went off in the wilderness. You saw that slide go by. Nobody told me I missed a slide. Come on, you guys. You got to work with me here. <laughs> So he retreated first. He got away from it all. Number two, he rested. All right, he napped, he ate, went for a long walk. And then number three, he recreated. He went and he met with God. I want to talk about vacation and recreation just for a minute. When I say the word vacate, what do you think? What is it? What brings to mind? Vacate. Empty out. Holiday, okay. Yeah, what else? Nice and loud. Vacate. So, leave. Okay, this is where I learned the difference between Canadian English and English English. Because actually vacate for us in Canada, some of the connotations that we have is, is sort of vacant. That's right. It's sort of vacant. And, and, and when I think of vacate, it's like my body's here, but Jill's really left the building. And so oftentimes when we go to get away and to rest and step into summer Sundays or, or whenever our time aside is, we will vacate. And what that can look like is scrolling our Facebook or our Instagram feeds, just kind of this relaxing, hypnotic scroll, 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 you know what I mean. Anyway, and, and, um, or you just kind of flop on the couch and turn on Netflix to binge watch whatever your show of choice is. My show of choice last year was The Great British Bake Off. <laughs> and, uh, and oftentimes that's what we do when we get time apart. We'll just kind of vacate. But vacating is a little bit like eating a bunch of candy bars when you're feeling hungry. Feels good. It's easy. You don't have to cook it, right? You just crack it open and eat it. Feels great. But is it going to really energize you over the long haul? Probably not, hey? And so I think that, that the, the, the invitation for us to consider as we step into a quieter season, can I step into recreation? Can I do something? Can I spend my time in this season that's maybe a little bit slower, in this season where I get to be with my family a little bit more, and do something that makes me come alive? So just, I would just want you to think for a moment. Just kind of close your eyes and just think for a second. What's something that's recreational for you? What makes you feel alive on the inside that restores you body, soul, and spirit? Just think about it for a second. All right, now we're going to take a minute. And I want you to turn to three or four people around you. And if you want, feel free to share with them what your recreational thing is. If you're a private person or you're an introvert and the thought of talking to a stranger in a room just makes you want to crawl under the chair, you don't have to do that. That's okay. But the rest of you, let's just take a minute and share with one another what's something that, it, that is recreational for you. What makes you come alive when you're stepping aside from the front lines, stepping aside from work? Or, does that make sense? You would do that? All right, you got like two minutes. One, two, three, go. Steal everybody's good ideas. Recreation.
So this is the point where you steal everybody's good ideas on what is recreational. Yeah. So what Elijah did is he took a long walk. I think that's a thing in England, right? You do these walking vacations. Took a long walk and he went to Mount Horeb and he met with God. It took him a little time to dial down. He got up on the mountain and there was wind and there was fire and there was earthquake. And eventually he was able to hear the whisper. Some of us, when we step off, when we retreat and step off the front lines and go into a time of rest and recreation, we got a lot of internal noise, right? Kind of like the earthquake, kind of like the fire. You get quiet, but you're inside. You're not quiet on the inside. And there's a lot of sound and noise and fury, but eventually it settles. And eventually we settle. And that's what happens with Elijah. He's able to hear the voice of God. And God begins to recreate him, his heart, and restore his heart enough that he could step back into the front lines. God recreates him by giving him a new assignment. He recreates him by giving him new community. He points him towards Elisha, who he's going to pass on his his job to down the road. So Elijah retreated, he rested, and he found recreation. I just want to think just for a moment about Jesus as well. You know, Jesus was pretty amazing. He rested, he napped, he practiced the Sabbath, he enjoyed meals with friends, lots of meals with friends. So many, so many of the stories in the Gospels. Jesus, he's at a table. He's at somebody's house. He's eating. And so much so that he was accused of being a drunkard and a glutton. So unless you're being accused of being a drunkard and a glutton, you're not celebrating enough. (laughs) Jesus celebrated meals with friends. Be like Jesus. Jesus hung out by the lake. Anybody like hanging out by a lake? I've been to the Lake of Galilee. It's beautiful. He hung out a lot by water, spent lots of time in nature, went on walking tours through Israel. (laughs) He went to weddings. He went up on high mountains, the Puley Downs maybe, by himself. And he listened to God. Psalm 127 verse 2 says this, In vain, it's in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toll for he gives sleep to his beloved that's the next slide there and then the next one there we go and then let's go to the next slide mark 6 31 jesus invites the disciples he says to them come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while so i want to encourage you people think well this isn't a very spiritual sermon she talked about naps and food with friends and walks outside Jesus calls us to have abundant life, which means that we need to have the kind of life that restores and refuels us so that we can love him with all of who we are so we can love one another. And then when we step back onto the front lines, we come back and we are full of spit and vinegar. It's a Canadian phrase, right? Is it? Uh, we're, we're full of fire. We've got lots of energy. We're ready to, ready to go for the next round, the next school year, the next time into our job. It's an intrinsic, it's an essential part of being human. It's an essential part of being a Jesus-following human to know when to stop and to step back and to rest. 
And at Emmaus Road, we, we, we do so much as a church. I'm just so delighted to be part of this community that's loving. It's doing all kinds of social transformation and loving our neighborhood and loving our neighbors. And, and a lot of you are in these amazing jobs. You're on the front lines as a teacher or as a doctor or working with the government or working with business. I want to encourage you as we step into summer Sundays, be like Jesus. Nap. Be like Jesus. Eat meals with friends. Be like Jesus. Go and walk in the woods. That's all. It's pretty simple, hey? I'm not even going to do a ministry time because I want you to go home and I want you to have a nap. I want you to have meals with friends and maybe go to the Chantry Woods and have a little walk. Last slide here. I love this from Annie, Annie Lamott. Lamont. Almost everything will work again if you unplug it for a few minutes, <laughs> including you. So here's what I'm doing. I'm permissioning you. You are being permissioned and invited. Unplug. Unplug. Sit back, rest, enjoy. Let's pray. Lord, you have given us all things richly to enjoy. You have invited us into abundant life. Jesus, you showed us through your life how to be human. And so we come to you, all of us who are weary and heavy laden. We want to find our rest in you, in the place of solitude and silence. We want to find our rest in you, in the place at the table, eating food with friends. We want to find our rest in you, on the couch, having a nap. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.